Hi, and welcome to your twice-weekly personal coaching fit hit from Simple Steps to Fitness. Take away practical advice from every podcast to help you lose weight, burn fat, eat right, and feel better. Each new fun and motivating fit hit now gives you the chance to grab the award-winning advice that only our paying clients were getting. Hi, and welcome to your twice-weekly personal coaching fit hit from Simple Steps to Fitness. Take away practical advice from every podcast to help you lose weight, burn fat, eat right, and feel better. Each new fun and motivating fit hit now gives you the chance to grab the award-winning advice that only our paying clients were getting. Hi there everyone, it's Robin here from Simple Steps to Fitness. Welcome to our latest Fit Hit podcast. Today I'm going to talk about artificial sweeteners and if I would recommend them at all. Last time we gave you our Simple Steps roadmap and thanks for all the the great comments. Some of you thought it was an awful lot of information to take in in one podcast. So feel free to email me and I will send you a transcript of it and, and all the best with that. Now, I get asked a lot about artificial sweeteners and if you know me at all by now, you've probably guessed what I think about them. For me, It's kind of like processed sugars, but here goes anyway, just in case. Here is the simple truth about artificial sweeteners. More and more people seem to be turning to artificial sweeteners these days. They need the sweetness, but they don't want the calories. And by offering the taste of sweetness without any calories, artificial sweeteners seem like they could be one of the answers to effective weight loss. I'll give you a good example. The average 12-ounce can of normal sugar-sweetened soda delivers around about 150 calories, and almost all of them from sugar. The same amount of diet soda gives you zero calories. So, the choice seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Ah, but does artificial sweeteners mean that we can have our cake and eat it too? Well, the American Heart Association and the American Diabetes Association have both given a cautious nod to the use of artificial sweeteners in place of sugar to combat, to combat obesity, metabolic syndrome and diabetes, which are all huge risk factors for heart disease. Dr. Christopher Gardner, an associate professor of medicine at Stanford University, says this. While they're not magic bullets, smart use of non-nutritive sweeteners could help you reduce added sugars in your diet, therefore lowering the number of calories that you eat. Reducing calories could help you attain and then maintain a healthy body weight and therefore lower your risk of heart disease and diabetes. Sounds good, right? But what does Rob at Simple Steps to Fitness say. Well, for me, I would avoid artificial sweeteners like the plague. They're not allowed in our house. In fact, I would actually rather eat regular sugar over artificial sweeteners any day of the week. So why am I saying that? Well, the main reason is simply that sugar is natural and the body understands natural 
it can use natural and easily. But when it gets unnatural, it doesn't know what to do with it. And so, unfortunately, it tends to store it away, usually as belly fat. But even natural can be a problem when we take too much of it and we're trying to lose weight. Remember, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And sugar is addictive for sure. So finding a way around replacing our addiction is difficult and can be controversial. But here is my take on the whole situation. There is a lot more to artificial sweeteners than just their effect on your weight loss. The FD has approved five of them. Saccharin, asulfamine, aspartame, neotame and sucralose. And it's also approved one natural low-calorie sweetener called stevia. I'm going to come back to stevia again in a minute. But here is why you should avoid artificial sweeteners. Firstly, we fool ourselves into thinking, well, I'm drinking diet soda, so it's okay to have that piece of cake. These artificial sweeteners also change the way that we taste our food. Sweeteners are far more potent than just ordinary table sugar. A tiny amount produces a sweet taste comparable to that of sugar without the comparable calories, which I know you'll think is a good thing, but overstimulation of sugar receptors from frequent use of these hyper-intense sweeteners may limit our tolerance for more complex tastes, meaning that we may start to find less intensely sweet foods, such as fruit or vegetables, far less appealing or even totally unpalatable. So stop and think about that for a moment, will you? Have you ever eaten a really cheap supermarket low-fat pizza or another processed savoury food where it tasted sweet? Yeah, I bet you have. That's because they stuffed sweetness into it because they knew that without the fat, we would find it tasteless. They understand our addictions even better than we do. So clearly, the use of artificial sweeteners can make you shun healthy, filling and highly nutritious foods, whilst consuming more artificially flavoured foods with less nutritional value. Here's another mind game. These products may prevent us from linking sweetness with calorie intake. So as a result, we may crave more sweets. We may choose sweet food over nutritious food and so eventually gain weight. And we don't want to do that, do we? And I have had clients, many clients in fact, who have become ill sometimes up to 48 hours after giving up diet soda. Why is that? Well, animal studies suggest that artificial sweeteners may be addictive. In studies of rats who were exposed to cocaine, then given a choice between intravenous cocaine or oral saccharin, most of them chose saccharin. Hmm. So, what were my clients going through? They were going through the horrors of drug withdrawal. But, if the FDA says they're okay, they must be safe, right? That depends on what your definition of safe is. 
Studies leading to FDA approval have ruled out cancer risk for the most part, which is good. However, these studies were done using far smaller amounts of diet soda than the 24 ounces a day which is consumed by many people who drink diet soda. So we don't really know what effect large amounts of these chemicals will have over many years. There are other health concerns beside cancer. Daily consumption of diet drinks has been associated with a 36% greater risk of metabolic syndrome and a 67% increase for type 2 diabetes. And aren't these diseases the ones that artificial sweeteners were supposed to prevent in the first place? So, what's the answer? Back to sugar? Well, yes. But it's all in how it's packaged. According to the experts, sugar-containing foods in their natural form, whole fruits, for example, tend to be highly nutritious, nutrient-dense, high in fibre and low in glycemic load. On the other hand, we know that refined, concentrated sugar consumed in large amounts rapidly increases our blood glucose and insulin levels. It increases triglycerides, inflammatory mediators and oxygen radicals. And with them, the risk for diabetes, cardiovascular disease and other chronic illnesses. So there needs to be a little bit more research on artificial sweeteners as they seem to go from some of them being okay to other ones proving to be dangerous to our health. I wouldn't take the chance personally, but to each their own. But what about this new natural sweetener, stevia? What is stevia? Well, in its natural form, it's a herb plant, or as you might say in America, an herb and it's in the same family as sunflowers. It's native to Paraguay and Brazil. Its leaves have been used for centuries by different cultures as a sweetener. And the extracts of the stevia plant are calorie-free and can taste up to 300 times sweeter than table sugar. Stevia was first marketed in the US as a dietary supplement, and its refined extract, Rubinia, was only recently approved by the FDA as a sweetener, and I know it is very popular with a lot of people. So, if it's a plant, Rob, it must be safe, right? Well, here's where things get tricky. Stevia is available in many different forms, from liquid extract to the commercial white powders. As is usual, the food industry took it and factory processed it, making it virtually unrecognisable from its natural form. If you want to check for yourself, look at Coca-Cola's 42-step patent for processing stevia to make Truvia. The resulting extract, we'll call it Ribiana, is added to ingredients like ethritol, isomaltose, cellulose powder, maltodextrin, dextrose and natural flavours. What does that even mean? Which all increase shelf life and therefore... Commercial products like Truvia or Pruvia are then born. These are then marketed as natural sweeteners. But how natural does any of that process seem to you? There are other ways to use stevia to sweeten. The powder form, 
that is green actually, some, somewhat resembles its original version. Liquid stevia is also available, although some of these liquid products are using the super refined version instead of the actual plant. So don't make your decision about sweetening with stevia based solely on the fact that its original form is a plant. Because remember, cocaine comes from a refined plant too. So what does the research say? Well, because it's still fairly new in America, not that much definitive research is available. We know it's been used for centuries in some areas, and in Japan, I've been using it for over 30 years, with no harmful effects, so it seems. But they consume it in far smaller quantities than, than we do over in America, so uh, we can't tell if it's going to have toxic effects or not. Some people have reported mild side effects, including nausea, cramping, allergic reactions, and some problems with high blood pressure and diabetes medications. And because of the lack of research, it's also recommended that women who are pregnant or breastfeeding don't consume stevia. But does stevia actually have positive effects on health? Well, yes. Some studies have shown it may be anti-hyperglycemic, anti-hypertensive, and anti-inflammatory. It may be good for reducing size of tumours, and it's also diuretic. But a lot more research is needed before we start getting too excited, okay? So then, Rob, should I use stevia to help me lose weight? Well, because stevia has virtually no calories, it won't add anything to your daily cal calorie load the way that sugar would. So, if you are eating a lot of sugar, yes, it may help you to cut calories. But all the problems I've already outlined for artificial sweeteners still hold true for stevia. Because there are no calories, your brain will recognise the sweet flavour but continue waiting for the calories, leading you possibly to overeat. So I think the jury is still out on stevia, but my philosophy is that <clears throat> weight loss should not be accomplished at the expense of your overall health. So if you do use it, try and go for the least processed and keep your levels moderate. Me? I'm going to stick to honey. Thank you very much. And that's all today from Simple Steps to Fitness. I hope you find that useful. Please leave us a review and you'll maybe win a prize, which may even include one-to-one -one coaching. Have a great day. Keep smiling. Bye for now.